Hello, everyone. It is Jonathan Stallings, um, Master Podcast Editor. I know, I know. Quite the hefty title. I know. Easy. Um, I just want to give some context for uh, this specific episode of this podcast. So what we did is we did Worship in the Round, which means uh, all the students uh, sat sort of in a circle. Uh, Worship was set up in a circle, and uh, the musicians and John was preaching in the center. Um, and so that's why the format is a little bit different than usual, uh, where there's, uh, a song and then a short sermon and then a song and then a short sermon. That's what we did, um, for this. And it's sort of rhythmic, kind of goes with the whole vibe. Um, the only other note that I have is that there was a moment of technical difficulty with one song, uh, where we could not get it for the podcast, unfortunately. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here's this week's podcast episode. Thank you. forgot to do this. Um, the lyrics are on the link tree. That's on me. The lyrics are on the link tree. You can find us on Instagram at MTSU Wesley, or you can scan the code over there on the bulletin board. That's on me. My bad. Hurting people broken, beaten down and feeling hopeless. Wonder if it's gonna always be this way. People speak up for the captive, show some love and heal a past that finds the wounds we think will never go away. Church starts praying, strongholds start to break. Oh, when we pray, prison walls start shaking.
I guess to Daniel, thanks um, for all that. That was great. Um, we are so glad that you're here at Wesley for worship, whether you're joining us um, in person or whether you're coming to us on the podcast later. Just we are so thankful that we can come and engage. At, for, um, for those of you who have worshiped at Wesley before, those that are joining us, you might notice that there's a few parts that are different. Um, our worship team did want to do something a little bit different tonight, and so we're worshiping in the round. This is one of the fun ways I think it is to worship because you get to worship with people in a, in a more distinct way. Um, but we, we have just a few different pieces of tonight. Tonight is going to be set up in a little bit differently. We're going to have a moment right now to kind of set the night up, and then we're going to go through rounds of a song that is kind of leaning us to a particular rhythm or, or piece of a rhythm that we are inviting you to live into your life, not just for today or this week or this semester, but these are rhythms, hopefully, that may be created over a long period of time. And that's because this is what we're here tonight. Our, our series is Deeply, and we first talked about how you're deeply loved and about how that relationship needs to, with God and other people can get deeper. Tonight, we're talking about how we are aiming to be deeply formed. And the way we can be deeply formed is through deeper rhythms in our lives. I want you to imagine just for a second, think about how do you start your day? You don't have to say it out loud, but think, how is it, what's the very first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Now can you think, what's, what's the very last thing you do before you fall asleep every night? What, what are the things that you have to do in a day in order to feel like you've had a good productive day? What are the, what are the rhythms of stress and frustration that you feel in any given day? Who are the people that you see every single day. Where are the places that you go every single day? What rhythms do you have? Do you have more days than not that you're, you don't remember what you did in your day? Do you have more days or not that you're just waiting and counting down for that day to be over? Do you have more days than not where you look back and have just no imagination where the time went? Do you have more days or not that you have just this pit in your stomach as the day keeps going on and on and on? My dad often says, you know, everything you have done will get you what you got. If you're feeling like most of your days are days that you don't like the rhythms, then it's an opportunity for us to explore and to change them. Rich Velotis, a, a pastor in New York, has a beautiful quote that's really been working on me for like for the last year. And his quote is that he said, the sad irony of our day is that we can be deeply committed to being a Christian, but not deeply formed by Christ. 
Are you having rhythms in your day that are forming you into the image, the shape, the heart, the love, the grace of Jesus Christ? I'm curious, what is it that's forming you? What's forming you? The things that you first look at every day, the things you close your day out with, those are the things that are forming you. Does your day begin with doom scrolling of notifications? Does your day end with, with many minutes, maybe many hours of endless scrolling of endless things? What's, what's actually forming you? What's forming your life? Is it your friends? Is it your community, your school? What's forming you? Is it your pursuit for things that will never get done? What's forming you? Tonight, you have a handout, and we'll be able to post this on our, um, our social chats later, but, but tonight I'm going to ask for there to be a, spa- a place of action and space. That when we start talking about rhythms, some rhythms that we have are rhythms about action. And that's kind of defined a little bit by Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season. For everything that there is a season and a rhythm for us to be able to take action and do things that are forming us in the image of Jesus Christ. The other thing is to have space. Are you being formed by creating space for God to be at work in you? It's kind of this reminder from Psalm 46 that to be still and know that the Lord is our God. And this psalm is not one of those psalms that like, it's just like, la-di-da, God is great, everything is good. No, no, this, this psalm, this line, be still and know that the Lord is God, is in a psalm where they're having to defend their city. Where... They're taking defense of a stronghold. Their formations and their foundations are falling around them. And it's there there is this proclamation to be still. I know that when I get anxious or I know that when I'm in the midst of what I feel like is a fight, I want to fight. The scripture tells us to have a rhythm where we be still and know that God is God. We want to help you find new rhythms. Tonight is something different. And we're going to offer these four things to help be part of your daily rhythm. I will tell you that I want to, before we launch into this, I want to give you some quick helps. And it's in your notes. Some quick helps about starting a new rhythm. The first of which is that please understand these through relationship over technique. It's easy for us to stress, oh, this is the way you've got to pray. Oh, this is the way you've got to have devotion and study in your life. Oh, this is the way you've got to take Sabbath. Or, oh, this is the way that you need to reflect and examine your life. No, no. It's about relationship over technique. Find rhythms in these four ways that help create a deeper relationship with God. Don't worry about just the way you do it. I would also tell you that there needs to be a help it's a help for these rhythms, is to see the power of non-hurry. We live in a culture and in a time that celebrates how fast we can hurry. But hurry is what causes us to trip and fall. Hurry is what causes us to be anxious and tired and weary. Hurry is not part of the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God can move with haste. 
intentional quick movement, but see the power of not hurrying in your life. I would also tell you a rhythm help is to normalize boredom. I know nobody wants to be bored, right? I'm the king of that. You, you get something that's boring to me, put a tennis ball or something in my hand, I'm going to start throwing, I'm going to start doing something, I'm going to create some action. But normalize boredom. For it's in the stillness and the quiet and the desperation of our souls trying to find something to do is when God can speak the clearest. Normalize not feeling like you've got to consume something all the time. My last help or guide in creating a new rhythm is to reframe distractions. Some distractions are promptings of the Holy Spirit coming to mess with your comfort and your conformity. But at the same time, don't create distractions in your own life. How many times have you faced a problem or an issue or you start hearing that voice of God speaking in your soul and you immediately go create a distraction with your phone? You create a distraction with the people around you? Or you take your brain to somewhere else so that you don't have to face the ways that God is speaking to you right then? Because it's hard. I I pray that we can do this rhythm so that we can be deeper. I pray also that we can have these rhythms of life to be filled and not to experience burnout. As Parker Palmer once said, burnout only reveals the nothingness from which we try to give in the first place. You catch that? If you're feeling burnout, it's probably because there was a deep sense of emptiness and nothingness before you even started. So tonight, we begin an exploration of how to be deeply formed in the image of Jesus Christ through some deep and abiding rhythms. I'm thankful for the band to offer us some pieces of music that some of which you may not be familiar with, and that's great. I'm thankful for the hard work of setting up this space a little bit differently so that we can be shaken from our rhythm. I'm thankful for Ryland's beautiful artistry. I'm thankful that you're here to be able to begin a season of a new rhythm. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, I give you thanks and I celebrate the ways that we are going to be about your work tonight. Instill in us a deep and abiding spirit so that we may not live in nothingness or be empty, but instead we can be formed by you. It is not enough, O God, that we just call ourselves Christians but we want to be formed in your image. Lead us now, O Holy Spirit. Amen. How fickle my heart and how losing my eyes I struggle to find any truth in your lies my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Lend me your hand and I'll conquer them all But lend me your and I'll just let you fall Lend me your eyes I can change what you see Your soul you must keep totally free How, how, how
to meet your maker. Now, there's lots of ways that you can encounter God. And there's one right now in the notion of devotion that I would offer you is part of our deep tradition. It's also a place in which God has continued to show up for thousands of years. And that is through the personal reading and devotion to reading of scripture. Now, Tonight, what you have in front of you, and again, for those on our podcast, you can go to our, our group chat. You can probably get that on our social media later, just that we have a handout. In your handout, there's these four areas we're going to look at, a place where you can take notes, and also later, a place where you're going to have practices. So in the notion of devotion, when we say devotion in this case, we are just meaning the simple act of spending time reading Scripture. Scripture is this place, this holy and sacred place where God reveals who God is. 
We ask for the Holy Spirit to move. We try to name how, who we are and who's happening in the context of the place. We do this both personally and communally. But if we are striving to have a relationship with God, if we want to be formed in the image of God, then we have to spend time reading Scripture. But the truth is, first and foremost, reading Scripture is a scary thing. There's big names and weird dates and stories that sometimes do not seem like they should be in the Bible. We, we hope and aim communally to increase your confidence and make you more comfortable and aware about Scripture, but at the end of the day, we just have to get into it. Now, reading the Scripture should be kind of like reading your text messages. It's about how you communicate and have relationship. And I know a couple of you in this room who don't read their text messages. You don't read your text messages and you certainly don't respond to them because you're worried about how you feel and what you think and you're worried about what the other person's going to think or going to feel. And, but in this moment, it's a pathway to healthy conversation. My wife will tell you that she doesn't care if you honestly say what you think and say what you feel. She just wants to know how you think and how you feel. So is it with the kingdom of God. When you're reading scripture, think of it as a communication with a loved one. Understand what's being said. Understand what, how you're feeling about it and how things are working in your life. And also, I would tell you that when you read scripture... You should both read it for yourself and read it as it is speaking against yourself. That one's a little hard. When I read, Mark Twain once said, it's not the parts of Scripture I understand that bother, that I don't understand that bother me, but it's the parts that I do understand that bother me. Scripture is a place of deep encouragement for me, but Scripture is also a place where God speaks and says, there are parts of your life, John, that are not healthy and sure ain't holy. There are ways that you are relating to other child, children of mine in really unhealthy and unholy ways. Read Scripture for yourself, but also read it against yourself. Lastly, I would tell you to read slowly. It's not a task to just quickly read. It's a place to meditate. It's a place to live. It's a place to have the scripture then written upon your heart. Later at the end of the service, we're, we're going to have a few moments for you to begin to practice some of these rhythms. And these are daily rhythms. And what you have in your packet is a place where there's a process called Lectio Divina. It, it gives you a prayer and it gives you some mindfulness and you'll, at the end of today, maybe you pick a piece of scripture, either maybe one of the ones we offered, Psalm 46, Ecclesiastes, or something else, and walk through this process and read it slowly and let God speak to you. Will you pray with me? May you, O oh God, bless the reading, the hearing, and the working of your word. Amen. Prayer. 
I can tell you that what you just saw there was better than anything that I can say. Because what happened right there was honestly what happens in my prayer life. I, I set out this time to pray and there's, there's going to be some type of noise. Maybe it's the noise of one of my kids. Maybe it's the noise of, of, of someone moving or shaking. Maybe it's the noise of my phone. Maybe it's the noise that is coming from within my soul or my heart or my head. It is just noise. And, then, and that noise gets so loud sometimes that it causes me to forget my prayers or to forget to be able to focus. And, but then something great just happened. Saw them breathe, and you saw them, let's just get through this. Let's go. And then something beautiful happens. That was a gift of God, not just for the back end, Lily and Sam, but that was a, a gift of God to actually demonstrate what prayer life will look like. Because you'll, right, you'll say, I'm going to pray right now, or I'm going to pray at this time of the day, and it never fails at that time of day something is going to move or going to happen. It's going to be the distractions that are not healthy or holy or good. And we just have to breathe and continue to pray through it. But prayer is also not just this time of day that we set up. Prayer is the way that we live our lives, constantly moving, constantly keeping our eyes tilted toward the heavens and asking for help. Oswald Chambers, one of my favorite writers about prayer, always says, I don't know what prayer changes, but I know that prayer changes me. I know that for a fact. The days where I live into my rhythm of prayer in my life, my anxiety is a little bit different. It's a lot less. The days I live in my prayer life, I seem to be more thankful I seem to be more joyful. I seem to have discernment and clarity. I seem to live out a more mature, formed life in Christ when I pray. When you pray, I'm going to invite you to also spend time when you're praying just to listen. If our prayer life is part of the communication of a deep, forming relationship with God, how much time are you spending listening? Would, do you like being in a relationship with someone who only shows up periodically, talks the entire time, and leaves? It's not much of a relationship. Yet, we have a God that continually invites us and draws us back when sometimes we treat our prayer life just that way. So listen. I would also tell you that sometimes you might say, it's harder to pray. I don't know what to say. Well, it's always okay to borrow prayers. There's prayers in the Bible. There's prayers of liturgy. There's prayers hanging up in our prayer chapel. Hey, we have a prayer chapel, by the way, right there. To be able to borrow those prayers when you don't have words of your own. At the end of this worship service, when you begin to practice prayers, there's a, a prayer from Father Thomas Keating that I've put in there and also a great note from Anne Lamont, one of my all-time favorite writers. And and I would invite you to feel free that when we start to practice these at the end of the service, drift into the prayer chapel and use those prayers to guide you. Will you pray with me now? Lord, I pray that not just from our lips, but from the echoes of our souls, hear our prayers. 
The songs, the lyrics we just sang is that you've got everything that I need and that everything that you've done is enough. That's the, the beginning prayer of what it looks like to be those who are faithful to taking Sabbath. Realizing that we put our trust and our faith that God has got everything that we need and God and what God has done is enough. And that God's providence of grace and love is all that there is. Sabbath is essentially this moment of God's command, God's expectation, God's hope, God's desire for us that we will stop, that we will rest. That we rest while the God of all ages, the one who neither slumbers nor sleeps, continues to be at work even when we're not. 
Sabbath is also the opportunity for us to do activities and do moments that restore us, that encourage and uplift our souls, that take the yoke and the burden of this world off for a period of time and restores us. Sabbath is the thing that puts you at the feet of Jesus. It's the reminder that we release God to go work even when we're not. It also, Sabbath is, is it removes the measure of us trying to find value in only what we do. It helps us to resist the temptation to think that we, and only we, can make something of ourselves. We live in a place where Sabbath is a resistance to a culture that calls us to do everything right now. Sabbath is placing God back at the center of the universe versus us being that. So we Sabbath. There's no packet or piece in your packet to practice Sabbath. It's just the beginning of a conversation of how you are going to create space to be still and know that God is God. Will you pray with me? Lord, you are God, and you call us to rest. Amen. Sometimes sorrow is the darkness. Sometimes heartache is a gift I You're faithful, faithful in all things. In every high, in every low, on mountain tops, down road, you're still my rock, my hope remains. I'll rest in the arms of Jesus. Come what may.
But this last daily practice, it's called the practice of examine. And I know for college students, that term, you may be like fretting already or being frustrated when you hear any word that starts with exam. But examine means to have a daily place where you examine or you reflect on your life and on your day. How many times do you rush through the day that's been difficult or frustrating and you immediately just want to go on to the next? But then so many days build up and then you get to the place where you say, where is God moving in my life? This is why daily examine is so important. I would also tell you that daily examine is important because experience, as many of you heard me say before, experience is not the greatest teacher. Reflection on experience is. The things that you experience in your day, the way you will learn from them, the way you will grow from them, the ways that it can change your life in the healthiest and most positive ways, positive ways is to, to examine them. It creates a deeper you by looking prayerfully through your day. In your, in your packet, you actually have a, a daily exam. And there's, there's all kinds. You can go online and find lots of different questions that will help you do this. So if these questions don't resonate with you, it's cool. There's other ones. But this is, these are ones kind of formatted from St. Ignatius of Loyola, this incredible monastic presence in our faith. And I adapted them a little bit to, to who you are as college students. But at the end of every day, you find a place to be quiet, to still your soul, and to create space to reflect over these things. And this will create and form a deeper version of who you are. And it'll help you see God's presence in your life. I close with this, and then we're going to spend some time in practice, is that the, we all are fairly familiar because of the Prince of Egypt, the Ten Commandments. You probably are pretty solid on the story of Moses, who is this Hebrew child that is sent into the wilderness and then is called back from God in a burning bush to go free God's people. For it is God's intent and hope that these people will be formed in God's image and not as slaves to Egypt. Well, when my friend who is a rabbi, when he says in their tradition, when they tell this story, Moses comes to the burning bush, he takes his shoes off, he hears about the great I am, he knows he's standing on on sacred ground, and then he is called back and sent back to Egypt. But that when he rises from the burning bush, he turns. And part of the rabbi tradition is he turns and he notices that along the way, along the path of his life, now there were burning bushes all across the desert. My guess is that there are there are places of God's light, of God's love that are burning in your life and it's really easy to miss them until we stop and look. These are four practices that create new rhythms, healthy and beautiful rhythms. And to create a new rhythm, I mean you've got to get rid of some old, not so healthy rhythms. But tonight, we're going to take about 10 minutes Feel free to move around the space if that would be helpful. Move to the prayer chapel. But we're asking you to take 10 minutes to begin to practice these things and begin to find those spaces and those places to take action in your life to create healthier rhythms. You've got the handouts in front of you. There's Bibles around the room. There's a prayer chapel. But we're going to spend this time beginning to practice, to begin to be formed 
by the rhythms that lead us to Christ our Lord. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we just don't want to say that we're committed to being Christians. We don't want to just play church. We want to be truly and deeply formed by you. And to do so, oh God, we recognize that we've got to make some changes. We recognize that we've got to create some, some new rhythms built on you, not on us or others. So Lord, we ask that you once again free us from the rhythms that have caused us to be slaves. Once again, O oh God, call us to the sacred spaces where we can have time devoted to your word. We can have time in an impactful prayer. We can have time as Sabbath that will restore our souls. And that we can examine our days to see that you are God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, upon all who come to this space. Let us find a new rhythm. Form us, O Christ our Lord. Amen. Those of you that would like to continue in your rhythm, we'll invite you to be able to enjoy the space of the prayer chapel and, and give an opportunity both for others who need to be dismissed to be able to go and uh, give an opportunity for our team to get things set up for lunch tomorrow. We want to thank the worship team for their creativity and their excitement for helping us to maybe launch into some new rhythms. We're thankful for Rylan and her incredible artwork and we're excited that we'll have one more painting to be able to hang and then we've got one for next week and again if maybe you haven't had an opportunity to paint and would like to come talk to Sam and talk, talk to, to Jax and make sure we get an opportunity to to be able to have you do that. I just give you this as a place of encouragement and a place of hope. May, may the God who can do all things help create new and everlasting rhythms in your life and that you can be formed in the image of Christ by the rhythms you have each day. Go in that peace to serve and to love. Amen.